Good day to you, fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. When I consider the passion some of you have for your various ministries, I give thanks to God. I really understand his sentiments. When I think about what some of you do in the work of the kingdom of God, and I can't help but point some of those out today. When I consider the Trinidad's, husband and wife, the nature and the number of ministries that they are right smack dab in the middle of it. I can't help but give thanks to God. It warms my heart when I consider that there's somebody that they are that couple, but it's both of them that actually serve so much that it's like a part-time job for them. They're serving the Lord 20 or more hours a week as a volunteer right here at Central Assembly of God. I can't overlook that. It warms my heart when I know people like that are in the church and a part of the ministry that I'm a part of and I continuously give thanks to God for those of you that serve the Lord like that here at Central Assembly. I can look around this room and I can name a half dozen people that serve the Lord in similar capacity. It warms my heart and I can't ignore that. I want you to think for a moment of the chaos a service would be like if we had no children's ministries. Right? Didn't y'all just see a distraction that took place? I know you saw it. Those of you in the back eight pews saw a distraction that took place because of a child. That's what children do. And you know what the chaos would be like if we didn't have children's ministries? Do you know that we didn't always have children's ministries in churches? When I was six years old, I didn't go to children's church. I sat in the church service. There was a time they didn't even have a nursery in church. Think about that for a minute. We even have a nursing mother's room. We, think about it for a moment, what it would be like. Now, I understand that there's a big difference because that was also a time when your mom could backhand you right in a pew. And so it had a different impact on the service. So, but... And we're not in that time. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Parents, I'm glad for you. We offer these services intentionally so that you don't have to do that. How many of you folks are old enough to remember hearing a mom in a birth? If you do that, I'm going to. You could hear it from the back. I will naturally put a whooping on you, boy. Those kinds of things were said in church. It's changed now, but think about the difference that these ministries now make. Think about it. Seriously, I mean, I'm joking about it, but you understand that has huge impact. Whenever any one of the hundred plus people that do anything do what they do with excellence as a volunteer, it blesses me. 
see the people that are creative and insightful. It blesses me. I mean, all this stuff that we've come up with here uh, this morning, it's just, it comes from creative minds sitting in an office thinking about you. Thinking about you and how much we love those of you that serve the Lord here at Central Assembly of God. Your excellence brings inspiration to others. There are people right now that have seen what we have done for our volunteers that they're thinking, what can I do now? Where can I serve now? When you fulfill your part of this vision, then others are compelled to fulfill their vision and their part of the vision, excuse me. And you know it does something else for, with me that, that you need to know and understand. Um, I want you to hear this from verse 7 again. This is Paul that says, So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God. You know what that means, though? Let me translate that for you. You have a special place in my heart. And you know who he's talking to now? He's talking to people that serve the Lord in ministry. And that's who he's talking to, but that makes an impact on me. When you serve the Lord here, it makes an impact on me. And when you make an impact on me in that capacity, I think of you differently. You are special to me. And as a consequence of that specialness, like a father with a child, I pray for you. I think of you often, like Paul says here. I can't help it. Your face comes before me because I know that you're doing something for the kingdom of God and it impacts me personally, but it impacts our community at large. That is what I'm about. You see, I'm about building the kingdom of God. And anybody that plays a part in that receives a different kind of attention from me. Your service brings you to my mind, and there's something that I can provide to you that only I can provide to you. And that's going to, I'm, I'm pausing because I want it to sink in. I want you to catch it, and I want you to go, What? What is he going to provide for me that's, that's special? There is a difference. Just like you have only one father, you have only one pastor that calls you his sheep and that it matters to me, so I pray for you. I bring you before the Lord's presence and there's a covering that comes with a pastor that you get no other place. Your service pushes me to pray for you. And this is the one thing that all of you should want to happen. Because your service brings you to my mind. It brings you to Pastor Amy's mind. We're thinking about you. We're sitting in our living room in morning devotions and prayers. And we're calling your name before Jesus. Because of your specialness to us. And the work of ministry that you do here. There's something that I can provide, as I said, that only I can provide for you. There is a covering that only a pastor can provide for you. And this is one thing you don't get if you, do, if you aren't under the covering of a caring shepherd. I know this stings a little bit, but uh, I need this to go not only in the house, but over across the airwaves. Those of you that think you can serve the kingdom of God and not have a church... You're messing yourself up 
It's the equivalent of a household with no father in it. It's the equivalent. It's just like being a, like, like a house, a family with no father present. You can't do it any better. You can do it. You can make it work, but it's not the best. You can follow Jesus without having a pastor, but you're going to be crippled in the process. God designed it the way that he designed it with his intent. He set up the church this way as a body of believers, but there's supposed to be somebody in charge of that body of believers that cares about the soul of the individuals that are a part of that body and that understands the sheep that are a part of that pasture and consequently deals with them from a pastoral perspective the way that a pastor cares about people. And I could literally ask a few people to stand up and ask if that has happened in their lives and they would gladly do it, but I'm not going to do it because I don't want me being lifted up today. This is about those who volunteer their lives and give themselves to ministry here and I want that to remain the focus this day. Your part is your part. How many of you remember in the late 70s when Wendy's came out with a commercial that was supposed to slam McDonald's? You remember when they called the nuggets were chicken nuggets? They were chicken nuggets. And there was, a, there was this thing going on in society general where they were saying, what's in those nuggets? Because they're fried. And it had to say, they had to tell, because people started asking the question, what's in those nuggets? Well, they would say chicken parts. So naturally, Wendy's caught on to this little thing and they quickly came out with their own version of chicken nuggets and they made fun at McDonald's because there would be a guy behind the counter saying, well, what's in those nuggets? Or in front of the counter saying, what's in those nuggets? Well, parts is parts, they said. Chicken parts. What chicken parts are they? Ch parts is parts. Is what they said. It was much more funnier than my version, but you get the point. Everybody's part is important. Now everybody uses white meat in their chicken nuggets or whatever they call them. At least that's what they tell us. Your my partner in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ all across the Lehigh Valley. Any of you that are part of this ministry and work, whether you came up and got a cup or not is secondary. Because if you aren't driving the van or covering the nursery, people miss being fed or their spiritual needs being met. May I remind you That at one point I was that scruffy little kid in Sunday school. You're going to have to walk this walk with me a little bit because I want it to, to have, it, it's important to me because I've walked this path. But I was that kid in VBS where we used 
burnt matches to make a cross on a piece of wood. Yeah, they let us play with fire and VBS. We've learned a few things over the years, but you know. They really didn't. The adults burnt the matches, you know, and then we glued them on a board to look like a cross. And it was amazing, but I was that little guy. I was that little guy at one point. Can I say this to you? And this, so that you hear my heart. I can assure you, not one of those teachers, not one of those helpers could ever have imagined that one day, that little boy would lead thousands to Jesus Christ in his lifetime. Not one of them. So I want you to consider that the next time you're wiping up some little baby's rear end in a nursery. Or cleaning up the mess that one of them's left on the van. Or just calming a child that's lost their way for a minute. Or that young person that keeps kicking the back of the chair of the young person in front of them. And you want to pound their head. But you're resisting that flesh. So now you understand how this applies to you and why Paul said to the church in Philippi, so it's right that I should feel as I do about you. That's how I feel. There was a time when Pastor Amy and I did most of the things that some of you are now doing who are serving the Lord somewhere in the church of the, in this ministry. There was a time that there's, it's far easier for me to name the things that we've not done than it is to name the things that we have done because there's nothing we haven't done. Inside the church, outside the church, I've mowed the lawn, I've swept, I've vacuumed inside the church. She's done children's church. I've done children's church. I've done Sunday school. I've done Royal Rangers. I, I, I've helped with essentially everything. We did the youth. Uh, one of the young people is here. Uh, that, that when we were doing youth here at this church, we've, we've, I've led worship. I've played the drums for worship. I've sang as a part of the worship team. I, there's, there's essentially nothing around the church that we haven't done except I've never done missionettes. I, I'm not planning to take a turn either, but uh, it's just this is the thing we've never done. I've never done that. And why do I say all of that? Again, it, it may sound like I'm trying to brag, but the reality is I know your pain and your joys in serving. I know it. I've been there. I've been a part of it. And I've walked my way through that, as has Pastor Amy. We've walked our way through all of that. And, and I say that for us, but it's the same for, hear this, because you are doing all of those other things, I'm able to fulfill God's call on my life and stand up here on the platform because you're doing all of those other things. And it's the same for Pastor Amy. It's even the same for Pastor Mackay. It's even the same for Minister Robert. If, if there are a half dozen people that make it possible for us to be on the platform, 
Seriously. Because if somebody's not watching her children, she's distracted. If somebody's not watching Pastor uh, 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 Roberts, children, if he's not, it, he's distracted. Kayla's distracted. She's on the drums trying to play drums this morning. What if, you know, she's got a wild one. <laughs> That'll preach, won't it, Kayla? And he may well be a preacher in a pulpit someday, but he isn't going to get the chance if there's not somebody showing him the way of Jesus now. So the pathway to where I am today came on the wheels of serving in humility. And here's what Peter said in 1 Peter 5 verse 6. I'll get there eventually. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Look at your neighbor and say, your time's coming. Just keep on serving. You don't have to aspire to be a pastor to fulfill your role. You don't have to. Just serve with your whole heart. Give yourself to ministry. And let God do what God's going to do. Because you do what you do, I can do what I do. Seriously. The part of the body that you fulfill is specifically for you. You know that, right? You fulfill an important role in the body of Christ. There are some seriously creative people that do what they do and they make what we do better. Stand up, Justin. Come on, Justin. If I'd given them the setup, they would have put up the they could have put up the flyer that he made, but the flyer for the men's conference. Right there. He's the guy. He's the one. Did it. He's done that year after year, helping us. But I want you to see this verse, or these verses from Scripture, Paul writing to the church in Corinth. Look at verse 12 in chapter 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Look at your neighbor right now and say, well, I'm whole. Now tell him I'm part of the whole. Verse 14, yes, the body has many different parts. Say, look at your neighbor, tell him you're different. You're different. You serve in a different capacity. You have a different capacity to fulfill. Now I'll move on with it. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. You might, may not think your role is that important, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you're not doing what you do, I can't do what I need to do. I'm serious when I tell you all of that. Because there was a time when we were the greeters in the foyer. There was those times when we were the only ones standing out there saying, come on in, God bless you. I'm so glad you're here today. Those things happened. 
We've all, we've vacuumed, we've swept, we've done everything that can be done as a part of the church. I've been in the bathrooms cleaning up stuff that nobody wants to have to clean up. I know that the part you fulfill still impacts eternity and that's what matters to me most. Your part may not seem significant, but your part as part of the body of Christ makes us better together. Makes us better. It helps us to do what we must do for the kingdom. I want you to hear what Paul said again to the church in Corinth, chapter 3, verse 6. I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. So what does that mean to you? That means do what you do with your whole heart and your whole being because you're part of the kingdom of God. Do it right and do it well. And when you do that, God causes the whole thing to grow and be blessed. The whole thing put together is what brings about the work of the kingdom of God. You have to look beyond the diaper. You have to look beyond the dirty van floor that you're cleaning up. You have to look beyond that shut-in that you've called. And you know they're going to say again what they said the last time because you called them last week and it's repetitive. But if you're not doing that, you know what that shut-in thinks? That shut-in thinks Central Assembly of God and those people don't care about me. Because you become a lifeline to them and that simple act of a phone call brings blessing to someone in need. Just wants to hear a, a, a real voice on the other end that actually cares what happened in your life today. Even though it was no different than the 25 other days ahead of it. That someone cared to call and show some love. So you've got to look beyond that. Those times of serving, you see, you become, if you're calling that shut-in, you're calling them on my behalf. That matters to the kingdom of God. That matters to the work of God. So look beyond those things and remember that you're linking arms with God in his kingdom's work. Pastor Micaiah, I'm going to give you a little setup for what I want to hear when we do the close today. I want us to sing the blessing. Look at your neighbor right now and tell them together we're more perfect. Philippians 1.7 puts it this way, you share with me the special favor of God. You share with me the special favor of God. It's a delightful thing to serve with people who love Jesus, isn't it? Don't you enjoy serving the Lord when you're with somebody that loves serving the Lord? And listen to me when I say this. This is going to sting a little bit on the back end, but it needs to go. It needs to be said, so I want you to catch the whole thing. If you serve well with the right spirit, there will always be someone at the right time to step in alongside of you to give a hand. If that person isn't there 
that perhaps you're not doing the best you can or what you should be doing to disciple somebody because you should always be bringing somebody alongside of you as a disciple. And then when, then when that, that area of need comes up, they'll be, because they've seen you serve with the right heart and the right attitude and, and the right manner, they'll want to do it too because they've seen you be blessed doing it. But I got, I got to put that up against the other hand. If your attitude sucks, nobody's going to want to serve the Lord with you. Pardon me for using that language. I know that's crude, but I want you to catch it for real. You live in a real world. If your attitude sucks while you're serving Jesus, who's going to want to serve the Jesus that you're serving with your sucky attitude? So there, I said it in as many times as I could possibly say it in about three lines. But if you're serving the Lord with your whole heart and people are seeing you love Jesus, they're going to want to come alongside of you and be a part of that too. Just like what the scripture says about giving. If you give with a spirit of joy, people will want to do the same thing because they're going to watch you be blessed even in giving. I want to do everything I do in a way that attracts the blessing of God. How about you? How does that happen? It happens because you love Jesus and you serve him with a pure heart and a desire to fulfill the work of his kingdom. And you're kingdom-centered, not self-centered. That'll help you get through some of the days when you're working in pain. When what's in your heart is, is, is pain and hurt because you're going through something, but you're, you're serving God. That's why the scripture says, do everything as unto the Lord. If you're serving him, with your whole heart and doing it as unto him rather than trying to make your brother or sister happy. Because you're not their source of joy. They may get a little spillover from you because you're serving the Lord with gladness. But you're not their source of joy. And so that's why God tells us to serve the Lord and do, do everything we do, everything you do as unto him, then your heart and spirit will be in a right place, and that's attractive. If I please God in my ministry work, whatever the nature of that ministry is, it becomes his will to bless that work and my life accordingly. You can say that. I'll say it again. Because I'm not just saying it about me. I'm saying this about anybody that serves the Lord. If I please God in my ministry work, whatever the nature of that ministry is, it becomes his will to bless that work and my life accordingly. Come on up, Pastor Mackay. This is about seeking God's kingdom first. So if you seek his kingdom first, I can expect to reap the benefit due a kingdom child. If you're doing what you do as unto the Lord and him only, you can expect the blessing that follows that. Because he takes care of his children. Come on, somebody. 
He takes care of those that are His. So I want to thank you for being a part of our volunteer army here at Central Assembly of God, those of you that are. Those of you that are ready to join, especially now, I want to thank you. Now, this has been a really different service. But I know this. I know there's the potential that there could be people right here, here right now, that you've heard all of this and it all sounds good to you, but the reality is you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You could be listening to me online right now, whether live or some other time. could be years from now you're listening to me electronically and you're not in a right relationship with Christ what if what if before you could walk out that door you were to breathe your last breath and you, you do realize that happens even in church people die not from boredom at this church but set that aside for a minute what if if you didn't make it to tomorrow night is there a chance that right now at this moment the flowers are starting to bloom that will be on your grave you're not guaranteed of tomorrow how invincible you think you are you're not guaranteed of tomorrow just a couple of weeks ago one of Nick and Emily's friends their younger sister just 18 years old leaving church like that car slams them in the side she's gone She was ready for eternity. Are you? Are you? Are you ready for that moment? And if there's one, any possibility that you're not, if there's any question mark over that, or if perhaps you walked with Jesus for real at one point, but right now, you're in jeopardy and you know it. I want you to do something for me. I'm not even asking people to close their eyes. Lift your hand up if that's you this morning. I got to get things right with Jesus right now. I'm not going to take another chance. I'm not going to take a chance. Come on, lift your hand up. I'll make this one brother be the only one. Say, I know things are not good with me and God, and I don't want a question mark where there should be an exclamation point. God bless you guys. You can put your hands down. We're about to receive communion now. You should have the emblems in your hands but before we do that I want to pray with these two gentlemen so that they can have communion with us part of the body of believers so let's let's pray this prayer maybe you didn't raise your hand or maybe you're watching online you need to pray this prayer with us you can you can tell us online that you just got saved there's a way to do that if you're watching pray this prayer with me to receive Christ Lord I admit I'm a sinner not in a right relationship with you. 
I want to thank you, Jesus, because you gave your life for me. So I give my life to you. I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me of my sins. Every way that I may have offended you, please forgive me. From this moment, Lord, I commit my life to you. forward, get up to the front, that way if there's anybody that has not or is not in possession of one of these small cups, they can get one, so come on. Reuben? Come on up to the front. If there's a chance that you've not received one of these disposable cups, you need to get one want everybody to have one and please don't start peeling it away let me give you a little bit of instruction first I'm trying to save you and myself some heartache
want her to join me though because she's going to actually lead us in prayer before we receive these things here's what I want you to do there's a little plastic film on the very top just the plastic film take that off and it reveals the wafer underneath if you've somehow managed to open up the whole thing God bless you may want to wait and just do the juice at this stage because you're going to make a mess to get it apart now. I want my wife to pray over this. We have several prayer needs that she's also going to bring before the Lord uh, this morning. Um, Pastor Clark for healing as COVID um, for the Clark family and loss of the wife and mother also from COVID. Chris Simmel, I'm going to say had a cyst on his brain. We prayed for him in the early service. We're going to pray again. And Valerie, please, please pray for her. I'm going to pray for Valerie and her husband. They had to rush him to the hospital this morning. He has, a, he has masses on his spine, so that's their request. Bow, bow your heads and your hearts with me, please. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the your and your love and how you you really don't have any big eyes and, and, and little use, God, but you set up the body of Christ so that each of us have a part, God, and each part is valuable and special. And that's because you're so good and your love is so pure and your love lifts us. And this is just an example, Lord, of, of that. So I pray that as we take communion and we thank you for what it represents, I pray that you will inspire and lift and bless every single person on the airwaves and in this place and, 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 and these physical needs and of these requests. We pray you'll bring healing and healing to our bodies, God, as we partake of, of holy communion in this service. In Jesus' name. Jesus reclined with his disciples and he said, uh, this bread, I want you to take a piece of it. I want you to break it off. And as you consume it, I want you to remember what I have done for you. Let us partake together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that these people lifted before you are healed. Pray for the Clark family. Pray for Pastor Clark. I know it's difficult as he's lost his wife, but I do pray that you turn things around for him. I pray, God, that you turn it completely around. For that matter, Lord, everybody, especially pastors, and there are many across the nation that have COVID and wreaking havoc on their families and their church and their ministries. I pray for their healing this morning, Lord Jesus. I pray that you stop COVID in its tracks. All of the garbage and the mess that it's created and caused for our world and our nation. I pray that you stop it in its tracks. Lord, we're full up tired of masks and not being able to hug and treat people like we want to treat people weren't designed that way, Lord Jesus. And 
I don't want this thing to continue in this negative way. So I pray that you stop it in its tracks. Pray for healing. That spine, Lord Jesus, that you remove every mass or any mass from his spine right now. Brother Revere, in Jesus' name. In a similar fashion, reclining after supper, Jesus lifted a cup and he said, this is a new covenant that I make with you. What's in this cup represents the shedding of my blood. Scripture goes on to say in another place at another time, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. So Jesus said, as you partake of it, remember me and my work on your behalf. Let us partake together. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 
still watching us online, I don't know that one camera went out that's in front of us, but uh, perhaps, perhaps you're still watching us online. We love you. We thank all of you that are in-house today. Pastor Amy and I wish we could give you a kiss on the cheeks and a hug. We want you to know that we're going to blow you a kiss today and let you know we love you. We appreciate you from the bottom of our hearts. You are a blessing to us and to the kingdom. I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel not only to the Lehigh Valley but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.